My name is Zach Como, Associate Editor at My Tech Decisions. Welcome back to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach Como, your host of My Tech Decisions Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ZWComo and read my articles on MyTechDecisions.com. On today's episode, we have Jonathan Blackwood, Editor-in-Chief of My Tech Decisions, and Adam Forziati, a Senior Web Editor of My Tech Decisions. They're back from a very busy week in Amsterdam, where they attended Integrated Systems Europe, the largest professional audiovisual event in the world. You might know it as ISC. We talk about the show and emerging workplace technology that they saw on display. Even though the show is geared toward audiovisual integrators, end users and technology managers looking to invest in new technologies are also invited to attend. Make sure to subscribe to download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, manufacturers, and technology decision makers like yourself. You can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Download and subscribe. Now it's time for that interview. All right, Adam, uh, th- thanks for being here. Uh, welcome back from Europe. Oh, thank you. It was a long flight, but thanks for having me. Yeah. And Jonathan, uh, uh, likewise, uh, hope, hope you guys had a good time over there. Yeah, it's always a good time over at ISC. It's, uh, you see a whole, uh, no, no pun intended, new world of AV over there. Right, right. Yeah, so I wanted to look at um, uh, what end users should be interested in um, at ISC. Um, you know, has the event, um, you know, been marketed more towards end users in, in the recent years? Well, uh, it definitely has. Um, in fact, on the other side of the market, you know, the integrators who are uh, going to the show to find new solutions to put in, you know, our audience for Tech Decisions workplaces, some of them have sort of bemoaned the fact that there have been an increasing amount of marketing material sort of aimed at getting you know, tech decision makers to shows like this. And uh, for better or worse, right? I mean, some people in that, some integrators think that it's sort of a bad thing that the show is forgetting about them. But by and large, I mean, the show is always going to be about the the tech professionals who are installing the equipment shown on display there. Uh, but there definitely has been, you know, a big push to, uh, to, to get more end users to join their integration partners, you know, at these shows. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I mean, that's it, it's sort of been rhetoric for years now that more end users coming in, integrators aren't happy about it. Mm-hmm. Integrators are traditionally some of the most stubborn people on the planet Earth. <laughs> uh, so it's not too surprising, but, but ultimately it makes a lot of sense, right? Because end users are getting a lot more educated on the technology that they right. want. So they have an opinion when they bring their integrator in on the technology they want. And they don't only want to rely on the integrator's opinion on which tech is the best for them to go for, especially with unified communication solutions and things like that, you know, Microsoft versus uh, Slack versus um, Google, whatever it might be. Um, They're decisions that are really company-wide, and you don't want to just bring in someone from outside to make those specific decisions. You want to bring in someone from outside to make it all work. It seems like ISC could be a pretty good marketing tool for integrators and just the AV industry as a whole for the end user. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, a lot of integrators, forward-thinking integrators, have used Infocom here in the States um, as, as an opportunity to bring out their end-user clients, show them a good time, kind of ingratiate themselves a little bit, but also show them a bunch of different types of technologies that will eventually get installed. So ISC is no different. If anything, it's even more so because it's got all the residential side of things as well. So, you know, if there's some crossover there, you might end up seeing a few companies that uh, you wouldn't see at Infocom or at, at Cedia. Uh, Adam, I'll start with you. Um, what new workplace tech did you see over there? Uh, quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I, so it's it's hard to say. You know, I I, I'm, I guess we'll make like a little list later for for my tech decisions, like a slideshow of you know specific solutions. But to keep things kind of general, um, a lot in device management and monitoring, uh, because and this should be of no surprise because you know tech decisions uh, tech decision makers have been making demands from you know the the manufacturing side of the technology space. Uh, for more um, business insight, right? Like, what's my ROI on this? Why do I buy this specific piece of equipment? What will it do for me besides just providing the, you know, specific audio or video or whatever solution that it says it's going to? Can it also provide me some insight? Can it also tell me, you know, why this was a good decision to buy it? Uh, so definitely devices that come, you know, built in with these uh, insight Cable, basically data gathering, okay, and and definitely to get a little bit more specific, an interesting one from Poly uh, was something I saw there called Poly Lens. It combines um, you know management and updating tools with a uh, with insight gathering uh, technology, so you can more easily you know see how a room is being used, see who's using it at specific times, that kind of thing, and you can kind of customize the uh, the amount of data that it's collecting and who it collects data from, that kind of thing. So it's very flexible and it's very uh, uh, insightful on, on, on you know, your, your rooms that you're spending so much money on. Right. Uh, a number of different meeting platforms to go in those rooms. So you know, ones that are stressing artificial intelligence to kind of go with that whole data collection thing. And uh, sound quality. Sound quality has been something that I've seen at cropping up a little bit more and more at shows every year. In fact, like different uh, meeting space technology manufacturers that didn't always necessarily stress <laughs> audio quality are beginning to really like push it. Like they always, you know, stress it. Of course, but I mean now it's like, oh yeah, you can't have a good meeting without good audio. So those are two kind of big trends I saw in meeting spaces. Um, and and we'll run through some some specific ones later in, in a separate piece, I'm sure. But uh, those are definitely two big trends I'm noticing. Great. Uh, Jonathan, same question. Yeah, uh, ditto to Adam on the data and analytics side. And that, that's in the meeting room, that's around the office, uh, retail spaces, wherever it might be. You're, you're seeing companies, I, I know even, I believe, Sharp, um, is implementing analytics solutions into their displays. So companies across the board, manufacturers, are, are really kind of taking to this big data and analytics trend that we heard about five years ago and has really kind of evolved into just data analytics and business intelligence like big data was this word that people everyone wanted a phrase that everybody wanted to use to try to describe this new movement but it, it's not so much movement it's just a lot more information to make the same sort of decisions that you had a lot less information to make five years ago seven years ago uh, even ten years ago a another trend that um, I saw I was at the HD base T booth for the majority of my time conducting interviews um, and one thing that uh, HD Base T stresses is the, the industry a lot of times likes to uh, pit 
two companies against one another. So HD base T, AV over IP, mm-hmm. uh, two different standards for two different reasons. AV over IP is for uh, typically much larger installations. HD base T is for much smaller installations. Right. And if you have a project that um, you know you're outfitting meeting rooms and you're outfitting your entire office, you end up using both of those standards, and that's totally fine. And across the industry, as as far as workplace technology goes, that is a um, is a growing trend where it's like. It doesn't need to be this or that. You don't need to go to one manufacturer and make sure that all of your products are coming from that one manufacturer so that they all work together. The integrator's job is to make sure that those products work together. So you can choose your favorite microphone, your favorite speaker system, your favorite display, and your favorite uh, software behind it. And they can all come from different manufacturers that have nothing to do with each other. And the integrator can, can pull them all together. Manufacturers are making it a lot simp- oh, excuse me a lot simpler uh, for uh, integrators to, to make sure that uh, technology is playing nice yeah to build off that point in a second I would say that half of the booths that I spoke with uh, probably stressed that whole interoperability angle mm-hmm. pretty pretty readily and that's especially prevalent in uh, meeting room uh, meeting room technology suppliers right that actually feeds into my next question uh, you mentioned uh, interoperability. Um, in a commercial art- commercial integrator article you wrote uh, when you got back, summing up you know what you saw at ISC, can you just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I wrote that towards the um, the installer focused uh, sister site that we have, and yeah, I did that because you know installers are are the ones who have to ultimately guide you know our audience of tech decision makers towards you know certain purchases and you know something that we've both we at the media and obviously the manufacturing side of things has seen is uh, those decision makers demanding um, flexibility, Mm -hmm. overall flexibility. Well, I already have this system. Why should I invest in a whole new uh, ecosystem of products when I already have, you know, some of, at least some of those, you know, those uh, specific needs met and met well by uh, a manufacturer I already trust or a piece of technology that we've been using and hasn't failed us yet. Well, you know, obviously for an integrator coming in, an installer coming in wanting to, uh, to put new technology throughout the entire, the entire building, yeah, they want to do that. They want to sell you more products. Of course they do. They, they want to make that extra, uh, that extra cash. But at the same time, you know, they also want to provide, you know, you, the, the, uh, the customer with something that is going to fit your needs and fit it flexibly and provide you the solution you're really looking for and that you really actually need. Uh, so in order to do to do that better, they, the installer needs to rely on manufacturers to say, okay, well, we'll play nice with that other manufacturer that they already have, even mm. though it's not directly buying from our, you know, catalog of products. And that's, to me, a sign of a very healthy industry, or a healthier industry, right? If we're not all saying, well, you know, we want to believe that all of our customers will buy all of our ecosystem. It's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, but so the, it, it's a good thing for me anyway to see... Um, manufacturers kind of being real a bit for a second and saying, okay, people might already have something else, but maybe if they buy some of our products later, a few years, few years down the line when they need complete rehauls, they'll go with us. Right. Uh, Jonathan, why should uh, end users and technology managers uh, go to ISE, which is relocating to Barcelona uh, next year? 
Uh, because Barcelona, I hear, is, is really nice. is always a good reason. Uh, so if you can kind of finagle that for your work to send you, sure. I, I'd go for it. Um, but no, uh, honestly, um, a, a lot of what Adam just spoke about. So an educated market is always going to, or I'm sorry, an educated customer base is always going to dictate the market, right? Um, so as end users, and, and really we've seen this over the last five years, especially running tech decisions, as end users understand the technology more they've come to understand that when a product doesn't work with another product with a competitor's product it's not because they can't work together it's because one or both of them isn't giving the information away to allow them to work together right the technology itself the hardware the wires what it does can always be put together for for the most part the reason it can't be put together is because the specifications aren't there to, to allow integrators to do it without, you know, disassembling the system, figuring out how it works on their own. And I'm sure there's all kinds of copyright laws against that anyway. So the reason that end users want to go to shows like ISE, to Infocom, is to learn about the products, learn what kind of products that they want, and then hold their integrators accountable mm -hmm. for making sure that those are the products that end up uh, within their office, unless the integrator can provide an actual reason why a different product makes more sense uh, for the product itself, not for the ease of installation. And what that will do is not only will it be coming from the customer side, but then integrators are going to go back to those manufacturers and say, our customers want this working with this thing, and they'll hold those manufacturers accountable. Um, Manufacturers, for the most part, um, aren't are, are going to want you to buy all their products and only utilize their products. But they will always um, allow you to buy a product and have it work with other products, then have you just walk away and not buy anything at all. So educating yourself and holding them accountable is something that is only going to make lives easier for end users uh, down the line moving forward. And on top of that, it's, it's just, you know, our audience is smart and they're a lot more intelligent about AV technology today than they were five, seven, ten years ago. And I know a lot of our guys are on the IT side of things, but the AV side of things is, is really um, taking on much more IT thought behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's the same reason you go to this show to learn about these products for the same reason that you do your research on the software platform that you decide to use for your company or the cybersecurity platform or the hardware in your data center or anything on the IT side so that you can understand it and if and when some installer or manufacturer comes to you uh, you know, spinning a tale about how their product is better than any other product on the market, you know that that might not be the case. Right. Uh, yeah, Adam, uh, same question. Yeah, uh, so I, I kind of think of it in two ways, right? Either the, the people listening to this podcast right now, they either have a trusted integration partner or they don't, right? And if they do have one, um, it, it's great because like Jonathan says, it gives, uh, it gives you a chance to see uh, the technology market from a different perspective other than your own. You know, the perspective of somebody who works in that space all the time, who has seen different use cases for that technology all the time, and definitely a chance to, you know, just kind of sit back uh, and watch what your your trusted partner gets excited about, right? Like, oh, I could use that in this situation here, and then maybe that's a situation that you're going to find yourself in in a few months or a few years or something like that, so it's good to have that kind of perspective. But if you don't have an integration partner already, still a good reason to go to shows like this. 
Um, you know, you might not be planning any you know larger or medium-sized scale you know projects right now. Uh, in which case, in a few months, there's Infocom in the summer, which is another large trade show and. For listeners in North America, which I assume is most of them, uh, it's a bit cheaper to get to because it's in the United States. So whether you're going to Infocom or you're going to ISC or thinking about going to either of those shows, if you don't have a trusted, you know, installation partner, uh, there's still plenty of reason to go to a show like this. You know, you can you can make first of all, it's a good place to make uh, contacts for for integration companies. There's everybody, you know, from large to medium-sized integration firms are going to these shows, uh, so there's, they're everywhere, right? I mean, it's a, it's a good chance to go and meet people like that, but it's also, you know, a good means of sussing out both manufacturer and integration partners from the manufacturer side. You can go and you can find big players that you already know, Poly, Microsoft, Crestron. These are names that I'm sure many of our uh, people in our audience here are familiar with. Um, there are, they must be. Uh, and, and if you can go to both those boots and then smaller, more niche kind of companies uh, providing specific solutions that might be of use to your company or your organization's needs in the future, uh, you ask them, right? You ask those those representatives, hey, do you work with any you know integration partners? Do you have you know long time trusted you know integration companies that buy a lot from you? What is your relationship like with them? And and can you give me their contact so that if I have a project I want to foresee in the in the foreseeable future that I can go to them for for help. So it's a great uh, great space to visit if you are either in need of a trusted installation partner or if you already have one and you want to see what they're excited about. Great. Well, babe, thanks for coming in, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, thanks for having your time. Send me to Barcelona next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of My Tech Assistance Podcast. It's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechassistance.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechassistance.com.